0: welcome to the unstuck podcast it's all about releasing the blocks and becoming unstoppable each week you'll get new insights from myself and other experts on how to brand yourself impact the world and profit like a boss we cover how to remove unconscious beliefs that keep you stuck and move towards a life of inspiration and alignment let's go Welcome, John Melton. I am super excited that you're joining us on today's episode. Welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) I'm excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Can you
1: introduce yourself to us? Yeah, for sure. I've uh, been in network marketing now and been an entrepreneur for about 18 years. Uh, Over the last five, six, seven years, my wife and I have really dedicated our time and efforts into building online businesses and building a personal brand and these days, we, we teach and train network marketers and online entrepreneurs how to build their business leveraging the internet, uh, which is basically how we connect with people all over the world. And we've built this you know huge following and a big network of people that uh, we interact with and engage with as often as possible to help impact their businesses and their lives through video, through storytelling, through social posts. And uh, you know, we really teach people how to use social media and, and the internet as a whole just to uh, you know, build, build your community generate sales, generate leads, you know, build connections. And it's, it's fascinating to me because, uh, even the big businesses out there, the big brands are getting on the the social media train. And I think ultimately it's, it's not just the now it's the future. And, you know, we love talking all things business, uh, you know, all things, social media, marketing, sales, and, uh, just excited to provide some value for your uh, viewers and listeners today.
0: Yay, I am so excited that you're here. Um, When I think about you and Nadia, I think of consistency, I think of you guys are really studying the trends of what's going on. And it's not just about like teaching sales as far as like, oh, let's be spammy marketers. It's really about authentic connections and you guys have a hyper engaged audience which is amazing. And I think it's a skill set that so many people can learn from you and value. But there's also some things I kind of want to delve into today that we haven't covered in the past. And it's, it's really, you know, how you two wake up, like as far as passionate about like still still driving forward. You guys are multimillionaires online in multiple businesses, your own and in your network marketing company. But you guys still, you know, dedicate yourselves forward and choose that daily to give value to others and everything. So I kind of want to delve into all of that. So maybe that's yeah. a good place to start is yeah, when you guys wake up every day, like what's the why driving behind the passion that you have still for it, even though you don't quote unquote have
1: to. Right. Um, I think it's a combination of things, <laughs> uh, probably a combination of me being ultra competitive, right? So even if I don't feel like moving my business forward, or I don't feel like doing a video or I don't feel like, uh, you know, being on social media at all or talking to anybody, right? How many of us wake up and we're like, I, uh, I need my coffee first. I need a break. I don't know. I get online and, and the competitive side of me, the ambitious side of me just wakes up when I wake up, right? It's like, I'm, I'm, some people wake up and they, they need to have their miracle morning and, you know, they, they need to, you know, journal and they need to pray and they need to, you know, jog and they, they do all these things. Like I wake up fired up, man. Like I love what I do. So it's a combination of uh, the competitive nature, obsessed and maybe passionate would be a, a nicer way to put it, right? Like I, I love what I do. I just, I can't get enough of it. And there's also some some self-diagnosed OCD or ADD, like one of those Dds, um, <laughs> right? And I think for me, I get really excited to help my team and help my people. And you know, my business partners are all over the world, and I, I just I take my my job very seriously. Like I absolutely love helping people. I love making an impact. Uh, I, I want to make a difference. I want to I want to matter, right? And I think I think most of us we have that deep inside of us. Sometimes we forget it. Right, as we, we, you know, grow, grow up and, you know, we get into the real world we we become self consumed with our own problems and our own situations you know we've got bills to pay and you know my kids are crazy or you know i'm i'm you know in the middle of a divorce or i got health issues right like we have our own stuff and i'm not saying that stuff doesn't matter of course that stuff matters right my kids are my 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 why right you ask like what is your reason you do what you do like i want to have financial freedom but also time freedom you know yes we built a multi million dollar business but the truth is It took a lot of time. I mean, I worked my face off for years and years and years and years, hoping and praying that one day would all be worth it, but not really sure it would be. And uh, you know, my wife and I we met in network marketing, so we we got involved in the profession together. And you know, we've we've over the years developed other businesses, and you know, really gotten to investments and and uh, diversification. Anyway, long story short, it's just a passion for what I do. Uh, it's the competitive side of me and I just truly love helping people. And, you know, it's funny because I can look at my wife's phone and it drives me crazy. I'm like, she'll have unread messages for days, weeks, months, you know, notifications that she'll never respond to. She'll never see because that's not her personality. And I know there's some people that are going to listen to this or watch this and they're not going to relate to me. And that's fine. I don't expect to appeal to everyone, but there are some people that are probably nodding their heads right now going, amen, amen. That's how I am too. And there's nothing wrong by the way with having a passion and being obsessed with what you do. You know, it's interesting how, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, people, they'll sometimes tell you to slow down or you work too much, but what they don't understand, and when I say they, I mean, probably people that don't look at their work as something they get to do. It's not something they're probably real passionate about. It's something they do because they need to pay the bills, right, and for me, I never wanted a mediocre life, a mediocre job a mediocre existence. Like I wanted to matter. I wanted to contribute. I wanted to make a difference. And, you know, I I think it's funny how sometimes again, you get criticized as an entrepreneur, but would anyone ever tell Michael Jordan like to relax? Right. Or would anyone ever tell Tom Brady, chill out? Like you work too much or you're too obsessed? No, because they're like celebrities and pro athletes or, you know, Brad Pitt, you should chill out, man. Like maybe some people say that, but I think for the most part, it's like, acknowledgement right recognition for how hard these these famous actors musicians athletes you know people that build big businesses it's like it's it's they're they're recognized for something that they were probably doing for years in private but they just weren't acknowledged until years and years later right and you know we've all heard the story of the business owners that start their their business in their garage right now it's apple now it's google now it's facebook so you know it's Nobody's going to tell them. And, and maybe some people do, but I, I doubt it. I think society probably wouldn't tell LeBron James, he needs to relax, right? They wouldn't tell, you know, Angelina Jolie, like, you know, you should, you work too much. You're obsessed with what you do. It's just like they they understand it because of what they do and what they've accomplished and how successful they are. But uh, hello, you can do that in any business, any line of work. There's that possibility. Maybe you can't make the, the hundreds of millions that some of these individuals have made, but the truth is, and this is what I love about being in the space that we're in, uh, you know, we can go build a big business and we can have lifestyle and freedom, but we don't have to worry about the downside of, of being a celebrity or, you know, f- the, the famous people out there because they can't even go in public. They have so much scrutiny. You know, I love that I can go build my massive business, but then I can also go to the mall and there's probably not many people that are gonna recognize me, right? So I think there's there's so much value in uh, being an entrepreneur, especially in, in 2020 and beyond, uh, because you, you have the luxury of building a business online and communicating with people that want to hear from you. If you get good at personal branding lead generation, you, you learn attraction marketing or just marketing period on social, online, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it's blogging, I love Facebook, right? Um, you just have to figure out what is the one platform you're gonna spend your time on and you're gonna put forth effort and pour value into that, 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 that one place, then spread your wings later, but focus on that one place and focus on your messaging, focusing on how you can solve problems Because all entrepreneurs really do is solve problems for profits.
0: Yeah, I love, I love that. You know, it's that it becomes your purpose is when you're able to solve a problem. And it doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, such an expert. It's it's really like one step ahead of where that person needs to get to. Like you know the very next step, they're able through your direction to take that next step and to have encouragement it, it's almost better if you have just been through that and is very fresh and and taking that you know the path that you took to get there right. versus if you accomplished that 10 years ago 15 years ago and you're like what was that that I did like that put it all together and it made it amazing not sure. Like the blueprint has obviously changed with even how we communicate, how we make connections on social media. And, and as you said, like you love Facebook, but there's other options out there to master just one platform instead of feeling like you have to be every single place. Um, Another thing that you said, I think is really fascinating, uh, especially as a couple working together is your personality is totally different than your wife's and that is okay. I'm sure that both of you know your strong suits and have the other one do what the other one isn't open to do or isn't going to be effectively using your time. So let's get into that a little bit um, as far as you and Nadia's entrepreneur personality. I mean, neither is wrong. So I don't want the people listening to hear your personality is like, go get her ambitious, uh, competitive and stuff like that. And they don't feel that way. They wake up more like, oh, I'll check the messages next month, you know, yeah. type of a thing. <laughs> what does that look like uh, for, for either of you? I'm sure you see her, Patterns and and strong suits. How does that all work out for you you as a couple?
1: Well, it's it's interesting because you 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 touched on it, but it it took time to figure out. And I know there's probably some couples watching this or listening to this, and they're they're trying to get their spouse or significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, to do things that that person doesn't want to do. And what we figured out. (laughs) my personality is, is one way. Like, I don't want to get caught up in the minutiae and the details. And I don't like too much structure. Like I like my freedom. I like to kind of do my thing. And, and, you know, Nadia is, you know, when she does like, for instance, when she's going to do content creation, when she does video, like she's very structured and she likes organization. Like if you were to check out our blog, our blog is ridiculous. And that ain't because of me, that's because of her and the virtual team she surrounds herself with that she's hired and trained up. And, and, you know, she, she wants everything to be pristine top notch. Um, she puts more thought and time into things than I do, where I'm just like a bulldozer sometimes. And, and but we figured that out years ago. Thank God. In the beginning, it was like we were kind of both doing the same things. And then at some point, it was like, you know, you focus on the personal brand. This is just an example. You focus on the personal brand. I focus on the network marketing business, right, on the team. Uh, you focus on waking up with the kids, not focus, but you wake up with the kids in the morning. I put the kids to sleep, right? I'm the one on them in the evenings. And, you know, it's just we, we kind of figured out uh, a routine in a pattern that works for us and for the way we conduct our, our businesses, the way we run our household. Um, you know, like I don't cook, she cooks, right? Um, but I'll do the dishes. So, so there's, there's things where, Uh, you know, we had to figure that out through working together. And and this, this is the same thing with uh, working in your, your, your business, right? You probably have people that you're working with or that work for you, You have partners, employees, contractors, whatever, you got to identify your strong suits. And, you know, there's so many opinions by so many damn experts, right? And, you know, everyone's got an opinion and that's fine. But I, I like Gary Vaynerchuk's kind of overall philosophy on things. And, and I really relate to a lot of what he talks about. And he says, stop spending all this money and time trying to figure out how to get better at your weaknesses. Just go all in on your strengths. And I think, you know, there, there's there's probably some context behind that, right? It depends on kind of the situation, all right? If someone says, well, I don't like working out. it's like, well, you know, if you want to live a long, healthy life, you don't necessarily have to do the workout that everyone else does. You don't necessarily have to go to a gym and be around all these people you want to be around, but you need to do something to get that heart pumping every day, right? Like you can't say, well, I'm just not good at eating healthy. So I'm just going to eat donuts. Like, okay, well, you know, you don't necessarily have to eat what everybody else recommends as, as clean eating, but you cannot live off donuts three times a day. Right. So, so there are some context behind that, but I think ultimately we, we, we sometimes get so caught up and, and this is just human behavior. We get so caught up on what we suck at, right? We get so <laughs> caught up on what we're, we're, we beat ourselves up. Like, I'm not good at video or I'm not good at, uh, you know, leading people or or I'm not like I used to beat myself up because I didn't read. They used to always say leaders are readers. Basically, you're never going to make money and be successful if you don't read. Um, I've made multiple millions per year for the last several years and I'm not a reader. Now, with that being said, I do read things, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not a open a book and read The chapters, right? I'm like, that's not me. I'll listen to Audible as the narrator narrates the book, right? I'm not an early riser. There used to be this whole rule of thumb: you got to wake up at like five a.m., six a.m. to be successful. I beg to differ. I rolled out of bed today at like nine o'clock, right? Now, truth be told, I did stay up till one in the morning, right? And you know, some 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 different things. You know, I like crushed it yesterday. Was Money Monday? Or no, actually, yesterday was Tuesday. But still i was crushing it yesterday right i was working hard i was up late for me i'm more of a night owl than a morning person nadia wakes up she's up with the kids at you know 6 a.m she's making breakfast m- making lunch making sure they're getting ready she's spending quality time with them right like making she, juice for you. yeah making celery juice for me that's our new kick we're doing celery juice in 2020 and actually i have to say uh the first day she made the celery juice I found it disgusting because it was sitting out for like three hours before I drank it. Uh, so so the, the last three, four mornings, she's made it. Uh, she wakes me up at like 7, 7.15. I chug it and I go back to sleep and I'll wake up like 45 minutes later. She even says that you can't eat or drink anything for like 15 to 30 minutes after drinking the celery juice. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go back to sleep because if I wake up, I'm gonna drink water. I'm gonna like, you know, I'm gonna eat a banana or something. So anyway, I'm going on a tangent here, but she wakes up. Takes her time. She's not checking emails. She doesn't allow other people to control her day. She's not worried about checking notifications or responding to anybody. That's her style. That's her personality. My personality is like, I want to just get everything done. And then as soon as I'm done everything, there's going to be something else to do, right? Like, I got to go to my son's basketball game here in a couple hours, right? So, so I. I try to spend my time during the day just body slamming it. And I know there's some days that are going to be longer and busier than others. And I plan that out And for those of you uh, that uh, you're finding yourself kind of all over the place and you're either spending too much time on one thing or the other, or you're forgetting things, man, you have got to get your day scheduled out. It is crucial, especially if you're, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, there's so many moving parts. There's so many, the to-do list is never ending, right? And you gotta be careful with that because number one, again, we beat ourselves up. We, we get overwhelmed with everything we think we need to do and you can't do it all. You need to just pace yourself and identify, you know, two, three, four things that are most important. And then maybe only focus on one or two of those things for right now. Until you can get a habit, like for instance, for years, I struggled with working out consistently and it took years to finally get a habit of doing it. And you know what it was? It it wasn't this one thing. It was just like, eventually I was like, I'm just going to go to the gym. And even though I don't want to go, I'm just going to go. And I know if I'm there, I'm going to lift things up and put them back down. Right. And eventually it got to the point where I felt weird not going, especially during the week. Uh, Videos. I knew I wanted to do videos because I wanted I felt videos for me were easier than doing like a structured post. And I'm not a writer. I mean, I dropped out of community college. My mom helped me, you know, graduate high school because I basically either cheated or had her do my homework. Like I was, that was just my rebellious nature. I can't explain it. But with that being said, video was easy for me, easier for me. So I made a habit of doing videos. And for me, I do a video almost every single day, at least during the week. I'm doing a video almost every single day. And again, I figured out my strengths. I figured out my weaknesses. I have awareness. Nadia figured out her strengths and her weaknesses. And it's not just, you know what, Lisa? It's not just strengths and weaknesses. It's likes and dislikes. There's things I hate doing, so I just don't do them anymore back in the day, it was like, you got to do this. You got to do that to be successful. Because again, there's all these gurus and opinionators out there and I'm not knocking them. In fact, I think it's awesome. There's so many different perspectives and opinions. This is what's exciting about entrepreneurship. There's not just this one way to do it. You know, we, we watch shark tank. And in fact, we got back into it just recently. And because we're doing more like business investments and stuff. And you know, it's fascinating how many different ways there is to, to become successful. And by the way, you'd be very careful because you have to determine what does success even mean to you. Right. I think ultimately all of us as humans, we just want to be happy. Right. And there's people that live in a third world country that don't have clean running water. And believe it or not, they are happy. Right. And then you got these like billionaires and famous celebrities committing suicide because the money and the fame and the success, the definition that they thought they were pursuing wasn't wasn't it. It wasn't aligned with what they believed to be true. And, you know, these people are alcoholics or they're mean, nasty people or they're drug addicts or whatever that. So anyway, again, I, I go on rants. That's my personality. But um, I think it's really important to identify your strengths and weaknesses, likes and dislikes, get a schedule, get some structure and really get some clarity with what's most important to you to have success. You know, Nadia, again, early riser, likes more structure, likes doing things at her own pace, her own time. I'm a bulldozer. I want to go, 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 crush, crush, crush. I want to run through the day. And, uh, you know, I don't like being controlled. I don't like having too much structure, but I do have a schedule because I know if I don't schedule things out, and this this isn't, by the way, this isn't just scheduling business appointments and business activity. This is also scheduling my son's baseball practices and basketball games and hitting the gym, which thank God we finally have our gym set up in our basement. That was like a fifty, sixty thousand dollar job, but it looks amazing. And I find myself just as sore, sweating just as much as I would if I went to the gym. And I think it's just so important for all of us to have like those, those, uh, uh, you know, big goals. Like why are you doing what you're doing? And then if you do the thing you're trying to do, you've got to reward yourself. So I would have bought like a $7,000 piece of equipment in addition to redoing our basement. Like, you know, we, we want to reward ourselves because we're just like kids. Right. Or we're just like, I, I had my puppy on here for a second. Right. Toby, come here, buddy. Oh, now he's sleeping. Cause mom's back. Mommy's back. Um, but you know, if if he goes poop, right, right, when he was a puppy, if he goes poop outside, you know, you're rewarded with a treat. Why? Because you want to recognize what you want repeated. So, anyway, yeah.
0: I think it's everything that you said determining the likes and dislikes. So, if there's someone listening and they're like, "I keep procrastinating in my business." And I annoy myself because I'm procrastinating in my business. I don't understand why I'm doing that. Like, I want the success, but I won't move myself forward. And why won't I do it? And then they kind of find themselves scrolling on social media and trying to take little tidbits of what others are doing. Like, oh, John's successful because he does this. So perhaps I mm-hmm. should do video every day. And, and then they see... Julie and she's doing systems and funnels and oh I need to do all and then it leads to overwhelm because you're right. trying to take little tidbits of what you think that person is doing, but you're still not passionate about any of that, you know. Right. So it's it's almost writing down a list of the tasks. What is required of you to get your passion and your message out there? Like what is right. the very thing that you're passionate about? Okay. What do you need to do to get that out there and have it be known? And like of that list, what drives you? Like what makes you feel lit up inside? What like, can you not stop talking about or right. that you can do fairly easily? What are the things that you'd want to outsource and you might not be able to afford outsourcing right now. Um, but you can have a list of like, okay, when I am seeing a return on my investment, then I can outsource these things. And it gives you the hope of like, okay, I know I need to take these action steps now, but when I, I am able to, I will offload these things that no longer light me up or don't light me right. up in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, cur- it's crucial to outsource and delegate because uh, I, I know for me, again the technical stuff the, the 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 tedious and even Nadia, right like nobody wants to get caught up in the minutia but there's stuff that needs to be done and you can hire someone in the philippines for like 3 4 5 dollars an hour i mean you don't it, it's it's funny because sometimes we oh, you, if you want something done right you do it yourself that's just a silly <laughs> saying that's just a cliche that's just not true because the i don't know how many of you have heard the uh, the congress situation where how oh, what was his name come on the ford guy the owner of ford anyway he goes in there and and basically they're asking him questions and they're kind of criticizing him because he doesn't know the answers to questions about his own company and i think it's in front of congress i can't remember the story but anyway he's like no i don't know the answers to a lot of your questions you're right but i can press a button and have someone in my office in five minutes that can answer every one of these questions right so the, the most successful people in the world they delegate and outsource. Those those non non producing, you know, activities. Like yeah, if, if it's not a if it's not a production activity, it's not gonna produce results for you. You you have to start thinking differently about your time and your it's not just time, it's also energy. So it it, it takes a lot of time and energy to go cut the grass, right? You need to outsource that. You're like, oh well, it's expensive, pays so for I got a big yard. It's like, well, you know, the amount of time that you're going to spend cutting the grass or doing the dishes or doing the laundry or whatever. And and look, some of this stuff, you're going to be like, well, I love doing this for my kids. I love cooking. Don't not do the things you love doing, but if there's things that you could outsource and delegate at home and your business, whatever that looks like, find ways, right? Like we've now got our kids doing laundry, cooking, dishes. Like there's things that they need to, they need to learn how to do because they're going to be adulting one day, just like us. Right. So, you know, the, the truth is there's, there's so many ways that you can, uh, Protect your time, protect your energy, and you can you can focus on what's going to move your business forward. What moves the needle? What's that that one or two or three things that you know are most important? And everything else, find ways to outsource or delegate that that work because it's it's important for us to to start thinking differently about our time. And you know, if, if you want to be a millionaire, as an example, uh, you know what a millionaire probably makes about thousand dollars an hour. Right, maybe two thousand dollars an hour, depending on how many hours you're working per week. Right, so it, it's important to start looking at things that way. So if you say, "Well, it's going to cost me a hundred dollars to get someone else to do this, this, and this," and it's like, "Yeah, but how much time are you spending doing that every week or every day?" Right, like, "Well, I'm spending a few hours." Like, "Well, that's you know, you're spending, you're worried about spending a hundred dollars to have three hours of work done." But the truth is. As a millionaire, which if that's what you're trying to accomplish, again, you can lower the numbers or adjust the numbers depending on your goals. If you want to be a millionaire, that's $3,000 that you just threw out the window because you don't want to spend a hundred, right? So it's all a matter of looking at things differently because you got to protect your time and your energy. It's important.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. You know, that's a good point. And people will look at your success, multiple millionaire, um, let's talk about the years that you were not where you wanted to be, because I think um, a lot of people see, you know, all the coaches like advertising to them, like, Oh, I made six figures in my first launch or, you know, there's all of these programs out there that, and we're getting like hit with advertisements. If you're an entrepreneur, you get hit with advertisements of like, and this sales funnel did this
1: for me. Like, and here's a rule of thumb. Yeah, Here's yeah, the rule of thumb. Right, Here's the rule of thumb. Nothing is ever as bad as it seems or as good as it seems. Mm-hmm. People are very good at painting a picture. And I understand because you're excited, you accomplish something that's amazing, but there's always way more to the story, right? So someone's, I had a six figure launch. Yeah. You spent $50,000 in advertising, yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's, and, and by the way, that's still a $50,000 profit. So right. there you go. But, but how much time and effort, like somebody sells, you know, a mastermind. Like I remember the first time we sold a mastermind from stage and we made like $70,000 and as cool as it was to make $70,000 from stage, this is like five years ago. Um, now you gotta do the work Now you gotta work with these people for four months. And we had to split the money. And there was other expenses because we were taking these people on a cruise. When when all said when, when it was all said and done, it wasn't that profitable. I mean, it, wa- it was profitable, but it wasn't that profitable. It wasn't worth the time and energy we put into it. And again, you, you, you learn from those mistakes and, and I'm, I don't regret it, but I wouldn't do it again, right? I wouldn't structure it the way we structured it as an example. So yeah, I mean, for seven years, uh, I was in and out of network marketing. So the first company I was in, I spent more money than I made. I did that for about two years. They got shut down. Then I went to another company, which we kind of followed a bunch of people. We didn't know we were doing. We were young. We just followed these people into another company. They all started dropping like flies, like our upline, like the leaders, we were, they were dropping like flies. So we're like, dude, you know, I'm just going to like wait until I find something better. And in the meantime, we were basically, I, I mean, I was like drinking every night, we were like partying uh, sleeping until noon, just waiting tables in Denver. And then unfortunately my father passed away. Nadia got pregnant right after that. So we're like, we need to go back home. We go back home and I'm a community college dropout, mind you. Uh, but you know, a lot of these mortgage companies, they want you to have a degree. And luckily I had a friend, not, he wasn't really like a friend, he's more of an acquaintance. I kind of met him, uh, cause I recruited his girlfriend into the network marketing company we were in. So him and I became friends and uh, he's driving an Escalade, and he dropped out of college, and he's making all this money in, in mortgages. And Lisa, I swear to God, I did not know what a mortgage was. I did not know what a mortgage was. And I went to the interview. We moved back to Baltimore. Uh, that's where I'm from. And moved back, moved back home so my mom could help with the baby, and I could get a real job. And I went into the interview and met the owner of the company. And I'm a little nervous because I'm like, you know, I've never had like a real job like this, but I'm like, I am so hungry and willing to do whatever it takes. I will outwork everybody. And I told him that I go, I will outwork everybody in your company. I guarantee it. I was like, I just need to know like what I got to do. He goes, if you want to make six figures, you make 100 calls a day. So that's what I did. I made 125,000 my first year. I was a rookie of the year, 250,000 the second year. And it's fascinating to me, right? Someone tells you exactly what to do and you don't do it, Mm. but I did it. And the one thing I will say about myself and Nadia, we are implementers, right? We are implementers. We don't implement everything we hear, but we identify one or two things. We're like, we're gonna, so like Nadia, she read these books, she listened to them on on Audible. They said, celery juice is the cat's meow. You wanna like liver rescue, like all these like really intense. And I'm telling you, she implements, right? She learns about infrared saunas. We got a big ass infrared sauna right here, right in our bedroom, okay? So, so anything that, that we learn, not everything we learn, but if there's something we learn and we want it, we want to make it happen. We make it happen. We do not make excuses. And I got to say, Nadia is the best at that. I'm probably right there behind her where I learned something. I'm like, I want to implement this. I want to do this. And I think action just trumps, you know, perfection. Right. And, and so many of us, we either get that perfectionitis, which you mentioned or compare itis. We we're comparing ourselves to other people and, and, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Comparitis is, is the thief of joy. So just don't get caught up in all that, which is easier said than done. But the one thing I'm so thankful for is that it took me this long to be successful. Obviously, I'm glad I didn't quit. But when you pay a price, and it took me seven years to finally make a six-figure income in network marketing. I didn't make it right away in mortgages um, because I worked my ass off. Uh, but But it took me seven years to finally make a, full-time income and fired my boss in network marketing, become a full-time entrepreneur, seven years. And then it took me 16 years from the time I started from 2001 to 2017, 16 years to finally make six figures a month. So when someone tells me that they're not seeing results, I'm like, how long have you been doing this? Like all oh, three years, five years. I'm like, okay, well, it took me seven to make six figures. So uh, are you saying you're better than me? <laughs> I doubt you out- outworked me. I doubt you out. I, I can almost guarantee that 99.9% of the people I come across have not worked as hard as me. So it, it's like to have the audacity to think that you should be further along when you haven't paid the price, when you haven't done the work, when you, you're not consistent, Like it's like, who are you? Like, why are you special? And it's not to be rude. It's just, I came to this realization that in order to stand out and, and, and have an above average life and go from average to savage, as I like to say, you have to know that there is no real secret to success. The secret is you work your face off even when you don't feel like it, even when it's not working, even like, yeah, you you can make tweaks and stuff, but you just keep going. I mean, the one thing that thank God, the genius thing that we did is we didn't quit, right? Any successful person in any line of work, especially the ones that maintained success, not the ones that just got lucky right place, right time, the ones that maintain success. Trust me when I tell you, every single one of them did not get lucky unless it was because they worked so hard that they got lucky. Does that make sense? The work is the key, the major key to anyone that's successful in any line of work. I, I was at my son's, um, my son's on a competitive travel baseball team. And honestly, he barely made the team a few years ago. But I said, if we're going to do this, bro, like you're going to, you're going to work harder than you've ever worked. I am not paying this money and coming to watch games all over the, the mid Atlantic region, driving all over the place and spending all this time and all this money to see you ride the bench. Now you might ride the bench, but it's not going to be because you didn't work hard. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be because the other kids were just better, but I'm not going to have this like, well, you're riding the bench because you just don't work as hard as, as you should be. So so we made that commitment and he bats number two on the team. He's one of the best hitters and he's one of the best pitchers and he's a starting outfielder. I mean, he is, he's a stud on that team and he's not as big as the other kids. He's the smallest kid on the team, but the reality is, man, he, he does some, And I hold him accountable too. I'm like, Hey, did you do your swings today? Hey, did you do your exercise today? You know, we should throw today. Like I'm all over him because it's like that in all things. And we had our, our first baseball meeting, and uh, the coach said, and this is a coach, that's coached kids that played in the major leagues. I mean, he's he's been around a long time. And he goes, look, 2% of the major leaguers out there, they're phenoms. They're Bryce Harpers. They're, they're uh, you know, Garrett Coles. They are, you know, Mike Trouts. Like, these are the phenoms of, of baseball. The other 98%, they're grinders. They grinded day in and day out. They had a dream. They knew what they wanted to accomplish. And by the way, there's a lot of grinders that never made it that's just life. But these grinders just kept going. What I love about business and entrepreneurship and what we do is that you don't have this like shelf life, in my opinion, right? I mean, I guess at some point, yeah, you're like 89, you're probably not going to start a business. But, you know, in in sports, you kind of have this window, right? Like, if you're like 36, and you haven't made it, you're probably never going to make it at that point. Right. But if you're 36 or 46 or even 56 and you're just now wanting to start a business, you have plenty of time. I know that's hard to believe, but if you're 56, right. And you're planning on working till 80, you got over 20 years, right? I haven't even been doing this 20 years. I've been doing this 18. So, so the, the, the thing is we have the, the time. We just have to get clarity on like, again, what's most important, what's going to move the needle and don't make excuses about like not feeling good, not, not, you know, ver- oh, you're not getting results. Okay, great. Welcome to the club. <laughs> like that. yeah. That's everybody. All of us start that way, but you just keep persevering. And eventually, 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 my favorite word is yet. You're not generating leads yet. You're not generating sales yet. You don't have a business that's profitable yet. You're not seeing the results you want to see yet. You're not full-time yet. You still have your jobs. So you have right? Like, Yet is the key. You just keep going and eventually you will have breakthroughs. And then you look back and you go, damn, I actually can't believe it. Like I literally, you had to have faith, a lot of blind faith, but I look back and I'm like, I remember thinking it was never going to happen. And I was just settling. Like if I could just make like 20 grand a month, that would be like amazing. And now we couldn't pay our bills with that. So anyway, I'm sorry. I go on, I go on tangent. But I I hope that was valuable. No,
0: I love your energy about it. And I actually think the lesson that you taught your son is really, you're saying, did you get your swings in yet today? And that's the proverbial thing of entrepreneurship is, did you get your swings in yet? What's the one to two things that you needed to do today to move the needle forward? Or what's the four things? that you've identified is going to be that thing that you get your swings in. And he could be like, I'm the smallest one on the team. I I'll probably never be number two, but, um, recently on audible, I was listening to atomic habits and it is that tiny, tiny shift that, you make that shift in the vote of what you want. So basically if you're continuing to knock it out, knock it out and do the thing that you eventually want to be a master at is every day you take a swing at that is a vote in that direction. Every day you don't is a vote that it's staying the same as you were Mm -hmm. and, you know, shifting your identity even that you identify as being that person that is an athlete, that is right. a number two person on the field or number one, even maybe that's what he's striving for next,
1: you know? Boy, yeah. well, yeah. in the lineup, he's number two. He was actually lead off, but they actually have, anyway, batting number two is that, in fact, if you look at a baseball lineup, the best hitters are typically the two, three, four hitters. Those are the best hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my son is the power hitter. He's the guy that gets on base for the power hitters and you know the thing is too it's it's funny because in sports a lot like life and a lot like business yeah. you know it, it it's it doesn't matter what your background is it doesn't size matters somewhat in sports but like you look at uh, um jose Altuve, he's a world champion he's like five six i mean he is shorter than my son and he's one of the best hitters in all of sports so it's, it's just a matter of making a decision that you're going to commit to something. And it's funny because here's how, you know, it's true. (laughs) My kids watch on YouTube, other kids playing freaking video games or making slime, or you've got these, these, uh, uh, you know, these, these basically like social media celebrities that are on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, again, YouTube, and you're, you're, you're literally witnessing children Mm -hmm. building a personal brand children building an audience and monetizing that audience. We were watching Shark Tank the other day. This girl got a deal and she's 10 years old, right? She's 10 years old. And, and you can say, you know, yeah, but this or but that, those are all just excuses, right? It, it, ultimately, anything is possible in this day and age. We just have to be very careful not to get caught up in what, number one, other people are doing, because it's easy to get discouraged when that happens and stay in your lane, be authentic to you and, and know that we all have our own journey. We all have our own, you know, story. And it, it's, it's a little tough sometimes when you see others having success faster than you, but here's the reality. It doesn't matter how much money you make. There's always someone doing better than you. It doesn't matter how happy you are, how fit you are, how strong you are, how fast you are. There's always someone doing better than you. So just, stay in your lane, embrace the suck. There's going to be those ups and downs and and know that even when you start to see success or some of you might be listening and you are having success, you're crushing it. You know, the deal, there's new levels, new devils. I mean, okay, great. So now you're in the major leagues. That doesn't mean you're going to get playing time. That doesn't mean you're going to, you're going to do like some of the, how about um, for those people that watch baseball or know anything about baseball? uh, I'm a Baltimore Oriole fan which is funny because I'm also a Baltimore Raven fan. Right now, the Ravens are the number one team in the NFL. In the entire NFL, they are ranked number one. Now, if they're going to win the Super Bowl, you know, we'll see. Uh, but the time of this recording, they are still in the playoffs. They have their first playoff game this Saturday. They're the number one team. The Orioles are ranked to be the, the worst team in baseball, or at least one of the top three worst. So it's, it's kind of ironic. But uh, Chris Davis got a contract, Lisa, for millions of dollars, A seven year contract and he has been horrible horrible and it's funny because the dude's a multi-millionaire but i'm telling you that money does not matter he breaks wood bats over his knees all the time he struck out more than anybody in the history of baseball i think at some point um he went on a consistent hitless streak that was a record in the history of professional baseball, nobody has ever had that many at bats without a base hit. And this guy is making millions. So money does not solve everything. It is not the end all be all. Sure, I guarantee when he goes home in his mansion and he's got his dream cars and his kids never have to worry about money, I'm sure you know he, he doesn't feel that bad, but it's still, it has to suck. You're in the major leagues, you are a multimillionaire, but you're one of the worst hitters in the history of the game. So new levels, new devils. So don't think that just like once I get here, or once I'm full-time or once I'm making X amount of dollars, I'll be happy. No, you need to get clarity now of what you're grateful for. You need to have happiness now because the truth is, this is a hard gamut and there's no there's no guarantee that it's going to work for you or when it's going to work for you or how long it's going to work for you. So you just got to gotta stay positive. You got to do your best to work on, on this, right? I know Lisa, that's kind of your specialty too, right? Helping people with mindset and all that. It's, it's so important that we control our expectations and trade them for appreciation as Tony Robbins says, and just be very careful with getting caught up in what you think things should be, or, you know, I've been doing this long enough. I should be further along or I should be getting better results. I should this, I should that you should all over yourself. And then you get really upset with, with, you know, your results. So you stop, you stop working your business with passion and positivity and optimism because you you feel like it's just a lost cause. So anyway, I can talk about that all day, but I hope that helps.
0: Yeah. I, I think it relates back to the initial point that you made a little bit ago about, you know, all these millionaires, like, you know, committing suicide and because they're still not happy, but I feel like if money remains the only goal, money's not fulfilling Yes, it will give you less stress because you won't have to worry about how to pay your bills and that type of thing. So I think initially when entrepreneurs start, their initial goal is money. And that's not a bad thing because they are trying to replace their nine to five. They want to do their full time. That's okay to have that be the goal at that point. But at some point that has to shift to I'm doing what I'm passionate about every day. I'm doing what I feel fulfilled in life doing. And you may feel fulfilled in the initial career that you had. Some parts of you might feel fulfilled, but the other might feel lacking. Or maybe you'll feel more fulfilled chasing after your dream or something like that. So I think at some point, the focus has to shift away from I'm only doing this for money I really, um, love helping the entrepreneurs that have like the heart of impact. Like that's, they're a service minded, you know, professional that wants to really impact the world and make a huge change and, and everything like that. It's, it's the dream makers and, and goal getters and everything like that. And, and the reason why they exist is to make a huge difference.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's cool on, on shark tank. When these business owners come out, these entrepreneurs, you know, most of them are not where they want to be. Obviously that's why they're on the show, but uh, you know, almost every time, almost every time the shark will ask, like, how did you come up with this? Why are you doing this? And it's, it's a factor for them like to decide if they want to invest in this person because they, they, I mean, they say it. they're not just investing in the business or the idea they're investing in the person. And if that person comes out and either doesn't know their stuff or you can just tell it's like there's it's something they're doing but it's not their priority it's not their it's not their passion they're not focused on like they're not going to invest in those people so it's it's interesting we want better results and we we you know we're working towards it potentially right some of us are probably guilty of not working towards it you're like i need to work man. i need to get to work i need to get to work john's firing me up but some of you are doing the work but you're just you you know you, you haven't done it long enough, right? You haven't paid the price. You haven't, you haven't showed up consistently. And I think ultimately it's, it's, it's interesting how we want people to invest in us or buy our thing, but then we don't invest in us. Yeah. We don't really believe in our thing. And until you have belief, I mean, look, selling really isn't that hard when you believe in what you're selling. When, when you're not worried about the opinions of others, like, sure, there's some people that, you know, say things that, that, I disagree with, or they have an opinion or they don't, you know, the feedback isn't positive. Like I didn't really like that video that you shared with me about your business. Or I didn't really, you know, I, I'm not interested in these products or, you know, mm-hmm. I tried the product. It's not for me. or I, You know, I looked at the business. I don't really I'm not feeling it. I'm like, great. Like I, it doesn't affect me at all. Now, when I was new, To sales and marketing i was new to entrepreneurship like that that affected me i'm like what's wrong with maybe there's something wrong with me maybe there's something wrong with the business and 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 that's possible too this is what sucks about being an entrepreneur maybe you do need to do a better job of creating a better a better uh marketing piece a better uh product right something that that people actually care about i mean there's there are variables obviously but at the end of the day. If you have something that you truly believe in and it's truly going to help people, selling it isn't that difficult. It really isn't, but it's typically a belief issue, right? And yeah. you're, the the approval of others—it it just you cannot you cannot need that. You can't need approval in order to be successful. You can't need everyone to like you. You can't need everyone to like your product. I mean, I, I learned this in sales at a young age, thank God. Uh, but I realized it was a numbers game, and I knew that there were people out there that needed what I had to offer, whether it was in my first network marketing company and the mortgage business I was in other company. Like if I believed in it, I could sell it, but only to the people that actually needed it. Right. Like if you don't need it, you don't want it, you don't like it. Great. It doesn't affect me. I like, I'm just, I'm going to find someone else. So I think it's really important for us to have that, that mindset as well is that, you, you know, yeah. You,
0: and I, I need to believe. love the saying, um, saying sales is just a transfer of excitement.
1: Yes, transfer energy. That's
0: so it. True, like you know, you're like loving something so much that you can't help but share it, right? And and you want to share it, and you want yeah. others to be excited about it. But if the person doesn't need that, then they're not yeah. going to
1: be excited about receiving
0: it. You know, and yeah. that's and, and you got to be careful not to have
1: commission not, breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't have you can't have commission breath and like you know be overly. That is one hard part, though. It's like. You love what you do, but then you're like annoying about it. And it was funny because one of the shark tank episodes we watched recently, the lady comes out and she's so over the top. Yeah. And Mark literally said, you were just overwhelming. Like I'm out. Like yes, well, I'm I, done. Think I
0: saw that episode actually. And actually yeah. the ones where the sharks were fighting over the person to work with,
1: those I are the best.
0: What they, they had so much emotion yeah regarding what it was like there was one that came out actually i have the little like circadian um light that the lady like this one that oh really shark tank yes and i i had it before i watched the episode but hers was so compelling like i teared up and actually mr wonderful teared up
1: about it no
0: yeah 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 he actually had a tear like rolling down his cheek i was like Oh like wow. Like her personal, so compelling and just so touching like what what she's done and gotten past and everything like it just like it, it was so inspirational, you know, and and like goosebumps. But that's what people want right there. Yes, that's what people they want the connection that they can right. like be, have a fraction of what <laughs> she has gone through and everything and just the way she articulated it And you could tell on her face, like I didn't even mean to share this, but when they asked, like, "How did you get into this?" Like, you know, what what was your story? What were you before this? Like, she just told her story, and it was so beautiful and touching. Mm -hmm. Like, Mark Cuban cried, Mister Wonderful cried, like, and they all fought for a deal for her. That's who people want to work with is when they can generate genuine emotion and elicit that out of people why because humans are so lacking human connection because of the social media we have because of the apps that we have because of all the things people are out there literally like r2d2 like looking for a connection genuine connection so 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 you can show up as that and have the drive as john melton John, it's been such a fun episode. Um, I I'm always excited to get into your brain and and check out what you're doing and just have a fraction of of your experience and you know, your 18 years online, you're giving so much. I, I just I just love what you do. I love your heart as an entrepreneur and, and thank you for being you.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, If they want to find you and stalk you on social media, how do they find you?
1: Well, they can just look me up, uh, John Melton on Facebook. Uh, We also have our website, mylifestyleacademy.com. And uh, on that website, you'll find, you know, you can get access to our free training community on Facebook. We also have our blog on there. And then we have a bunch of free resources and and downloads and books we recommend, and tools and all that stuff on mylifestyleacademy.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: For sure. Thanks for having me.
0: If you found this episode helpful, you should check out Business Class. It's the online coaching group that gives you inspiration to grow your business, gives you new monthly challenges, holds you accountable, and is one of the only platforms that works on mindset and inner game as hard as we work on progressing your business forward. To join us, check out lisarooney.com forward slash class, C-L-A-S-S. I'll see you there.